Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of interviews, podcasts, articles, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Lots of things to get into today. Of course, we're going to get into pretty much every sport, major sport, with the University of Arkansas, at least in some capacity, because I think there's a lot of storylines that we can get into when it comes to uh, a few of the things going on, not only in football, but in basketball. But I, I kind of want to start it with the football side of things. And uh, Chad Morris, who went on SEC this morning the other day with uh, Peter Burns and had a really interesting interview, because let's be honest, Chad Morris is not the type of guy who is going to give an interview with me and say something completely different than what he would give in an interview to Peter Burns. Uh, that's just not who he is. He's not someone who just goes in and tries to make a certain interview really unique instead of just giving the canned coached answers, which again is fine. It's not like I'm complaining about it, but he, he just, he goes into detail a little bit. Cause I, this is what I found fascinating about the interview that he had is he goes into detail about the playmakers that he has on the team currently and the ones that are on the way and how big of a difference that is actually going to make for his team in 2019. Now, when he refers to playmakers, he's talking about skill position guys, guys that will be able to do something with the ball in their hand and make some sort of impact immediately in a positive way, guys that he did not have last year. I found that fascinating. Because when you really break it down, and you have to look back at last year, I know it kills people to do it. I know nobody wants to do it. I don't necessarily want to do it, but that's just the way it is. When you really dive in and look back to last year, it is amazing just how bad things were at some point in time, or at certain points in time, with the lack of playmakers that they had. Brett Bielma left nobody. I mean, if you really think about playmakers, playmakers, Brett Bielma left Nobody. Now, you can make the argument for Cheyenne O'Grady. And again, we're talking about offensive skill guys. But that's it. Jared Cornelius was not that player at all. I mean, you, di you didn't have, I guess, Devall Whaley was okay as well. But as much as these guys would have been okay in certain situations, they weren't the best guys for most situations. For an offense like Chad Morris wanted to have, for a team like Arkansas and what they wanted to be. Just in general, it was not a good situation across the board for anybody on this team last year. It's about skill position players for this offense. The wide receivers, the running backs, the tight ends, the quarterbacks on the offensive side has been upgraded. Simple as that. Every single position has been upgraded. Wide receivers for sure. Tight ends, you pretty much stayed the same, but you added Hudson Henry, the number one tight end in the country last year. At running back, you're pretty much the same, but everyone has an extra year of experience, and hopefully they're getting healthy again. And at quarterback, you have Ben Hicks and Nick Starkle, who both of those players I firmly believe right now are better than what Ty Story and Cole Kelly were last year. So automatically, you are in a better situation across the board, but it was about the offensive line, though, right? It's always about the offensive line when it comes to Arkansas football for some reason. And last year, the offensive line sucked. It was garbo. 
plain and simple. Maybe that's mean. Maybe that's harsh. But it's the reality. And of that bad offensive line, you lost three of those starters on that offensive line. Three. Yelda Froholt, Johnny Gibson, Brian Wallace, all gone. So who do you have? Who are your guys? Well, most of us, and especially me, would say, well, this year might be even worse for the offensive line. I can't see any way that it's better, so it has to be worse. But Chad Morris doesn't feel that way. He even said in the same interview, when talking about playmakers, he mentioned the fact that the offensive line is better and has better depth. Now, I will give him that the offensive line as of right now has better depth than what he had last year because you had about seven scholarship offensive linemen, eight scholarship offensive linemen at one time because of all the injuries and lack of recruiting from the previous coaching regime and everybody. It just made it harsh. It made it tough offensive line-wise. And so you didn't even have enough bodies to have a scout team to grow too deep on the offensive line. Problematic. You added bodies. Chad Morris added depth. True. But is it quality depth? I don't know. None of us know. I look at the roster and I see a lot of names that I've never heard of before. I see a lot of guys that even if I have heard of them, I wondered where they've been. Because have they not been able to see any playing time? See the field at all? Nothing? It's worrisome. But when he said, we have a better offensive line, again, not just depth, because you mentioned that, but a better offensive line, that got me wondering. Two things. One, it's probably coach speak. It's probably just him trying to add some confidence and, and show everybody, you know what, this isn't going to be like last year, because what do you expect him to say? Well, we're better at every single unit except the offensive line. It's, they just blow. It's going to be tough this year. No, you're not going to expect him to say that. But it's a bold statement to say that the offensive line is going to be better. Better. Better as what? Better in run blocking? To actually opening up holes so that way Rakeem Boyd doesn't just run into a wall of offensive linemen? Better in pass blocking? Where Ben Hicks or Nick Starkle, whoever the starter is, isn't running for their life and getting their heads knocked off every single play? Is that going to be better? I don't know how much worse it can be. Of course, knock on wood, it probably will be worse, but that's not neither here nor there. My point is, is that Chad Moore is coming out and saying that and giving that bold statement is surely saying something. I mean, that's a big time. But the second thing, him saying that, that comes to mind, is that if this offensive line is better this year, where he's right and he's telling the truth and it is better, what is to keep this team from making tremendous strides? Because I just mentioned it. You upgraded at every other offensive unit. And in some cases, like at the wide receiver position, you've upgraded dramatically. And quarterback, you actually have one guy, and you possibly have two guys that actually know what they're doing out there. Know the plays. Know what's expected of them. So why can't... If the offensive line is better than what it was last year, again, I'm not saying it will be. But if Chad Morris is telling the truth and the offensive line is actually better, what's going to hold this team back from making those tremendous strides? I know the defense has got to show up. But I think the defense will be all right. I think the defense will be fine. 
Arkansas offense got to put some points on the board. And if they have really improved the offensive line, if they can stay healthy and have really improved it, folks, it might be an all right year. It might be a fun year to watch. It won't be the best year of all time. It won't be a year that where you're just satisfied with going six and six, five and seven. <clears throat> I understand that. But it'll be a good enough year to at least have some positives, have some momentum, and have some things that you can hang your hat on going into the next season and the season after that with Chad Morris. Time will tell if it's actually improved. But if Chad Morris believes it, then the expectation and the pressure falls on him. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. I want to switch it up and get to the basketball side of things. Eric Musselman, man, I'm, I'm still really excited about him. I'm really excited about what he brings to the table. I'm excited about the fact that he is uh, hitting the recruiting trail hard and really going after grad transfer players. And it's funny because of all the grad transfer players he's going after, not a lot of them are big men. Now, that can be kind of worrisome, right? Because Daniel Gafford was the big man, and he's gone, and you don't have any big men to replace him with. There was no backup big man that was on this team. You had Gabe Ozeboyan and Reggie Chaney and Adriel Bailey. That was, those were your size guys. That ain't going to cut it, folks. But it doesn't seem to be as dire of a concern as what it is to get guards and small forwards which is what Eric Musselman is going after now I'm not saying that's a bad thing people need to panic mode and think that he's an idiot for doing what he's doing but I do believe that he thinks that's where college basketball is going that's a style that can win in this conference that's a style that he's familiar with and it's a fun style to get people attracted to this school and to come in and play for him it's a very attractive style where you have more guards big men is boring and if you do have a big man, you want them out there shooting threes and, and jump shots. Now, I'm not saying you, as in the fans, because I'm sure some of you like the old school big men going down low and getting physical. But that type of player just doesn't exist anymore. It's not where the NBA's at, and it's not where college basketball's at. So instead of just trying to go along with that, Eric Musselman, at least seems to us at this point in time, is trying to ignite it in his own way, the way that Auburn did, the way that these other teams have, where you just go fast. You get guards. You get three-point shooters. You get athleticism. You get speed. You get all those things mixing together. More possessions, more points. Problem is everybody wants to do that, but maybe with Eric Musselman and the type of guys that he's looking for and trying to get in, maybe that can help out. Maybe that can be a unique system towards Arkansas, and they're going to have plenty of experienced guys next year. Guys with a lot of upside, like an Isaiah Joe, like a Mason Jones, like a Reggie Chaney. Maybe some of these upside guys will be able to help out immediately. I'm not totally sure. But, you know, that's – I think it's great. And I and I really like the direction he's going. And I didn't want to just jump into the recruiting side of things totally because it's just mainly him being interested in guys and guys looking about taking visits and all that, nothing set in stone. But the one thing that I did wanted to bring up is something that I've been very passionate about, and I've been on this on social media, and I have been uh, talking about this on my radio show. 
about Midnight Madness. Do you remember Midnight Madness when Arkansas had it in the 90s? Do you remember that? How much fun that was? Obviously, with Arkansas being a great team back then, back in the 90s, it had a little more luster to it. But Arkansas needs to bring back Midnight Madness this season, this upcoming season, I should say. They need to have it to where October 18th, that Friday night, the night before the Auburn home game, have a Midnight Madness practice where you got the players out there and you know, doing dunk contest and three-point contest. You, you got a scrimmage. You got a live event going on where fans can participate and have some fun with it. Uh, you, got, you got just all these things that you enjoy as a fan and you enjoy watching and being entertained by right there in front of you. Watching something that you care truly greatly about, which is the basketball program, but seeing familiarity with it, seeing excitement, seeing pizzazz, seeing energy. Because it kind of felt like over the past few seasons, the energy under Mike Anderson just really wasn't there. The, the fun wasn't there. There were fun games, don't get me wrong. But it didn't have the hype that you would want in your program and that Arkansas had had for so long. Just didn't have it. But it can't have it again. And it can't have it again by doing the small things. The small things like bringing back Midnight Madness. There's just some things that are nostalgic for fans. There are some things that fans want to have that it's not stupid for them wanting. You know, people make fun of them for wanting the slobber hog back on the court. I want the slobber hog back on the court. I want it badly. Does, is it going to change, or is it going to make a difference in how Arkansas competes in, in, on a national championship level? No, probably not. But it's something that just fans enjoy because it's nostalgic. It brings energy. It brings flow. You're going to have Nolan's name on the court. Maybe they'll bring back Slobberhog, too. That would be awesome if they did. But then you're going to have Eric Musselman, the new coach, the coach that there's a lot of excitement and buzz around right now, trying to kick things off and get things going in the right direction. And what better way to do it than to... Do it with Midnight Madness right before the Auburn football game. I mean, it's perfect. It is perfect. And I think that if you had that, you had former players come back, you could I – don't, I don't think that they'll use that exact ceremony for the Nolan Richardson's name being on the court, but that would be the first time maybe fans in that setting would be able to see it. And with all the former players coming back and, you know, maybe they have some fun games and some music, make an event out of it. Like, that's what's so frustrating about the University of Arkansas Athletic Department right now is it just doesn't seem like they're doing any fun events anymore. It's like they're not coordinated to do any of this stuff. They're just so basic and bland and blah. Like, if they, want, if they need some help, call me. They have my phone number. They need to call me, and I want to help them out in executing a fantastic fan event, an event that fans will come to get excited about, that they can enjoy. And obviously, Midnight Madness is one of those tough things because it's at midnight. <laughs> you know, midnight's one of those things that's not exactly a time where everybody's up and around with their families and kids and all that stuff. So maybe that alone can be adjusted. But I still think you could, you could add some pieces to it. I still think being at midnight, though, would add some allure and some energy to it. Who knows? Maybe some kids from Dixon Street come piling in after... Uh, a few drinks over at Z, and, and they come rolling in. I, I don't know. 
I don't think kids go to Z anymore. JJ's. Yeah, go t- talk about JJ's. They'll get right off of JJ's and they'll come rolling in. Have them do that. How much fun would that be for them? I mean, it just all makes too much sense. And these are the things that when it makes too much sense, you just need to go ahead and do it. Just do it. Make it happen, Arkansas. Make it happen, Hunter Yurichek. In fact, I feel so strongly about this, folks, that I have started a petition. I am one for one. I'm batting a 1,000 on petitions that I have started, and I want to continue that hot streak. I have created a petition that you can go and find on my Twitter profile page at Rush John Neighbors. You can find it on my Facebook page. I have it at John Neighbors, too. Either way, sign the petition to get Midnight Madness back at Bud Walton Arena this upcoming season. Uh, There's not a timetable for how many signatures we're going to get, but I'm hoping that if you can get enough traffic and enough flow and enough energy and and enough attention paid to it, people like Hunter Yurchick and people that are in the know will see it and be like, okay, this might be what people want. And again, if y'all need my help, I have my services. Let's do this thing. Let's have some fun with it. Because that's what Arkansas needs to be. Arkansas needs to be good at sports again, but they need to have fun doing it too. Football needs to be the same way. Basketball needs to be the same way. Have fun. Let the fans have fun. You do that, they'll never leave you. Not saying that they would anyways. But it would make it so much more enjoyable for all of us, everybody, that's around that's close to the University of Arkansas program. So just do whatever you can and make it happen. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.